Come on. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, there we go. And you know what that music means. It is Wednesday. It is time for the highlight of your Wednesday night. Ask on the Cards of the Change Network on blogtalkradio.com forward slash CSTC. We answer anything and everything on this show. We talk about current events. We talk about news and entertainment. We give out our opinions because we're pretty much better than everybody else. And that's why we're here every week. You can call in 646-727-2364 to ask or answer questions live on the air with us. If you are live tweeting the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at RealJasonRivera, at Johnny Landon, and the show's Twitter page at AskCSTC, which is funny because the show is so popular. We've got thousands of hits, yet the show's Twitter account has less followers than both of us. I know, Ian, it's one of those things where our listeners do not follow both of us and the Ask account, which they should be following. Yeah, I mean, seriously, you guys need to step it up. Now, make sure to do that. I mean, when we got 5,000 listeners and uh, Landon's got like 900 Twitter followers, the show's got like 350 or something like that, come on, step up your game. And while you're at it, also check out listentothisshow.com. You can find all of the available channels for Ask there, whether it's YouTube, Mixcloud, Podomatic, iTunes, you pick your poison, listen to the show, download the show, subscribe to us, leave reviews, read our blogs, it's all on listentothisshow.com, all one word, saves me time talking at the beginning of the show every week, so go there, read everything on it, and also use the uh, donate page so that you can send us money, because it yeah, costs like... Yeah, I, I need money for my sexual harassment lawsuits, so you guys need to get, give me money so I can hire a good attorney. Guys, I'm not wearing clothing right now, and that's because I'm poor. So, <laughs> buy me clothing by, by using... I, I have a hole in the ass of my sweatpants. I'm not even joking. I wore them to work, because I could wear whatever the fuck I want, and uh, I didn't notice until I took them off that there's a giant hole. So all the people that I work with, if they knew any better, they'd probably be laughing at the fact that my ass was kind of exposed, or at least my underwear were. So I need money, too, so send me some shit. Come on. Yeah, yeah I think that's easy access for Edward. I mean, he's getting excited listening to this show wherever he is. But yeah. We do have our special guest that's already going to join us early in the show. Of course, if you've been checking on the Twitter feed, our special yes. guest is comedian Brett Foster, joining us at the start of the show, and I'm letting him on now. Brett, how are you doing today, man? Dude, I am currently drunk driving home, so I'm doing fantastic. in real life is what you're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, dude, I just got off stage in Asbury Park, shithole, New Jersey. Um, and I, I kind of would, uh, love to just cut myself for about four and a half hours, um, after dealing with, uh, trailer park white trash. Um, so I'm doing, uh, I'm doing, I'm doing not well is the answer question. Do you insult these, the, uh, the fans in the audience when you're performing too, as, as bad as you are right now? Yeah, I hope so. I try not to do that because then I, I'm six foot five and I'm skinny, so a lot of people think they can fuck me up, but I spent like four years doing MMA. So I get in a lot of fights after shows where if I, uh, decide that I'm gonna go and, and be an asshole. Um, <laughs> but like tonight, yeah, I, I did, I decided not to be an asshole only because they all live within five feet and can run away from the police if 12 of them decide that they're gonna fucking try and power bomb me into, <laughs> into the bar. Have you ever had a fight with another comedian? Oh, yeah, dude. That was, oh, you're the first person to ever asked that, so thank you. No, no, no. Um, 
I, I'm not going to drop his name only out of professional courtesy because he's doing shit now. Um, yeah, I've had two fights. Um, one was amazing. Um, you guys all know me. Um, you guys said that you had followed me when I uh, back when I was pro sex tips, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back then, uh, a comedian got up at a uh, at a legitimate show and literally did all of my tweets. Sorry, I'm turning down my GPS now. Um, he did all of my tweets from the past month, and I brought him outside and just went, hey, buddy. And he was like, what? I was like, you must really love pro sex tips, huh? And he was like, oh, you notice? And I decked him in the mouth, and I was like, I'm pro sex tips, asshole. And when he was on the ground bleeding, I was like, you're lucky I don't come on your face, too. Um, that was fun. And then there's a there's a major comedian that 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 got my start and um you know he uh was a complete narcissistic asshole um and I don't really put up with people's shit like I'm not very good at dealing with people's like bullshit I'm a very very honest person and uh, when he started in on some bullshit um oh, almost hit a black dude on a bike lovely Asbury Park <laughs> I like how I said a black dude on a bike. It was only because I couldn't see him. Um, <laughs> well, he could have been—he could have been white, but it's just really dark out, so you're not necessarily. Nah, wrong. No, he was. I mean, the reason why I didn't stop is because he's black. Um, <laughs> Understandable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, not actually yeah, racist. <laughs> politically incorrect as you want on this show. We do it every week. And I, I do apologize for the rednecks that you had to deal with earlier today, mainly because a lot of our listeners are wrestling fans, so you get to basically uh, li- deal with more of them on this show. <laughs> in red- as an advance for that. Yeah. I'm just, I, that's fine. I'm not a, a yeah, there's a funny thing in the comedy community where a lot of them are huge fans of the WWF and wrestling. Yeah, I know. Um, they are. I, I don't fit in in the comedy community because I feel like that's an adult soap opera and I don't even own a TV, so. <laughs> it, it really is. So uh, back to the guys that you've beat up, I was just wondering, have you ever beat up Daniel Tosh? Because if so, then you're probably my hero. Uh, no, no, no. You hate Tosh? <laughs> he just irritates me. I don't know. It's just there's something about him. It's just like the, he wears one glove and dresses like a fruitcake. <laughs> I can see how he's irritating to some people. Um, me, personally, I love him because he's a skinny white guy who gets away with saying offensive things, and that's what I've worked towards my entire stand-up career. <laughs> yeah. Um, how long have you been doing stand-up? Well, I first got on stage when I was 17, um, So, but I, um, I was too offensive then, and I got my ass beat by a bunch of Jamaican dudes. <laughs> um, I, I was I was just racist and wasn't funny, and then fast forward to uh, this year, uh, I found out that I'm actually Jamaican, so it was a little weird. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's um uh, this Jamaican dude approached me afterwards. Actually, so I was dating this girl, and um, uh, uh, sorry, I'm getting lost because again, I'm drunk driving. Um. I was dating this girl, and uh, we were supposed to go to Jamaica together, and then we broke up, and uh, I went to Jamaica alone, and uh, when I got to Jamaica, I chose, there's like all these cabbies and stuff, Um, I chose the cab driver with the biggest rims, because I knew he'd be a drug dealer, Um, (laughs) and that's like my, I I travel a lot, so I always know how to find a drug dealer in every fucking country. Um, Big rims? (laughs) That's just, that's a skill that I've developed. 
Um, yeah. I was in Jamaica, and uh, this dude was like, oh, and he asked my last name, and I said it was Foster, and he goes, oh, you know, that's a very popular Jamaican last name. And uh, no one knew why until I did a mic with another dude who was Jamaican, and he was like, actually, when the English um, outlawed slavery, they used to just ship your dumb fucking clan um, over to Jamaica to work the sugarcane fields because you were all horse thieves and idiots and you weren't good for anything else. I was like, well, thank you for letting me know. I come from a long line of people who are as dumb as I currently am. Well, I mean, at least that, that lets you get away with being kind of racist since you're technically black in a weird twist. I mean, yeah, way. yeah. Um, <laughs> I get away with being racist only because um, I finally kind of figured out how to point out that I have a lot of black friends and that it's not actually racist. It's just I find racism really funny. I love hanging out with my grandpa. Um, I was raking the leaves with him um, like uh-huh. two days ago, and he was like, did you notice that the brown leaves fall slower than all the rest of the colors? And I was like, oh, my God. Did you realize what you're saying is racist? And then when he asked me to separate them into separate but equal co- or equal piles by color, I was like, all right, now you are just being racist, Grandpa. <laughs> Your leaves get segregated. That is like oh, my kind of guy. It was, it, was, it was like, take the brown ones and throw them in the garden. We'll compost those. The other colors leave out on the street and they'll pick up. And I was like, I, oh, oh, that's too far, Grandpa. I don't know if Johnny told you, but about two weeks ago on this show, we actually had to call an exterminator because he had an bullies <laughs> in his in his house and couldn't get them to leave. So we tried to call an exterminator, explain to them what bullies are. Uh, they did not take my twenty dollars to go over there and then kick them out of the house. That was very sad. He had I was... what in his house? Mullies. What are mullies? <laughs> oh, Mullians. Like... Oh, yeah, from New go. Jersey. I should know fucking Italian. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say it like this. You're gonna be like, yeah, we had a bunch of fucking mooly eggplants in my fucking house. I tried to get them removed. Uh, <laughs> that's that the only way I understand Italian. <laughs> I got it. So, I mean, coming from New Jersey, uh, which area in New Jersey would you say has the absolute worst chicks? Uh, I believe it's Brick, New Jersey, but I could be wrong. The worst. Uh, the worst what? The worst chicks in, in New Jersey. Where do you think they come from? Oh, oh, all of New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> New Jersey is just the worst. Um, no, I um the worst Camden. Camden. If, if Camden. anything, if you're asking what's the worst there? anything in New Jersey, it's Camden. Camden has the yeah. worst everything except for heroin. They have really good heroin. Um, <laughs> don't ask me if it's from personal experience or not, um, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever, yeah. ever going to overdose or, or die in a car accident from driving drunk, make sure you call the show and do it so that way we can get it on the air. I'm just throwing that as out there. As, well, you know, tonight you guys may just be lucky and get some great podcast material right now. <laughs> It'll be like Edison dying live. <laughs> I mean, just like, ah, Brad Foster, he never got famous, um, but he died live on air. I mean, it'll make your podcast famous, right? <laughs> Yeah, it would make us famous, so we, we would make headlines, I'm sure. Yeah, and you're more I mean, famous than us. So yeah. There you go. Really? There you and go. No, you guys just had 5,000 downloads last month. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it was you. last week, actually, but yeah. But the thing is, our Twitter followers are, are incredibly low compared to yours. Obviously, I, I guess when you had the Pro Sex Tips account, that benefited. And what did you do? You, like, switched your name over and swerved everyone? Basically, um, 
after I've, I've been on Twitter for like five, six years now. Yeah. Um, after about four years, I saw all my friends with lower following counts getting like legitimate writing jobs and, and becoming like opening up for really, really good comedians that I had always wanted to work with. And I realized it was because, you know, I kind of, I kind of cheated the system. I'm not going to lie. Um, I started <laughs> off as almost a parody account. And then at a certain point I realized, ah, fuck this. These people are dumb who are going to follow me, and the people who really like me will stick around. Um, yeah. So I figure I'm going to drop down to, like, 40,000, 50,000. Um, but it's, you know, all the social media stuff is a game now, and no one realizes that. And it was just mm-hmm. a game yeah. for me. But now it's like, because of that, I'm getting booked, and I'm doing some decent stuff. My stand-up is um, my stand-up's better than my Twitter now. Um, yeah. I'm getting really solid. I run a show at Gotham Comedy Club in New York every month called No Apologies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm I'm doing some shit now finally, and I'm finally did feeling you, rewarded. Did you lose? Did you lose a lot of followers though when you when you switched over? Yeah, I went from seventy three thousand, and I'm down to like fifty five now. And I knew that was gonna happen. Damn. I'm not yeah. stupid. Well, people I are mean, idiots. They, I, they unfollow like over the stupidest shit. They're just like little yeah. baby. When you transitioned into your real name, I said it didn't matter because the material was all still yours and it was still great and you still put out great content. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter if your name is Pro Sexist, it doesn't matter if your name is Brett Foster. I mean, I guess if you turn into like a One Direction account, you get like 100,000 followers because I've seen like <laughs> dumb kids. They have like 120,000 and, and the only reason they do is because they all like follow each other in some sort of warped beehive of, of retardedness. I'm going to do I that. I'm going to become a director. I... I should just become One Direction's butthole con- uh, collectively. <laughs> All of them have the same butthole. I feel like I've always said One Direction is all. That's right. That's a fitting band name because they are going in the same direction, which is uh, a Central Park bathroom. Once they all turn 21 and they're not famous anymore. <laughs> Do you have all the pro sex tips tweets saved? And would you ever consider doing like a book? I'm pretty sure you could probably scam a lot of people into buying it, and you'd make good dough. That's one of my favorite things to be asked. A lot of people ask me, and uh, it's it's like I've developed the answer to that, and it was something I finally uh, said a little while ago. I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to be doing a book signing after the show at Barnes & Noble. Um, <laughs> I've never written a book. I'm just going to be signing books until they kick me out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should. You I, should I just, I'm uh, telling you, you should write a book with your, with your tips, your, your pro-sex tips. You could call it that. I'm sure people would buy it. Well, something hilarious that I started talking about on stage is I broke my penis four months ago. Um, <laughs> I don't have I don't have a functioning a well functioning penis anymore. The uh, it's 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 like the uh, you know that asshole Tetris piece where it's all straight and then bends kind of at a ninety degree angle on top. That's kind of like what my dick is like now. Um, How did that happen? Well, I just got, uh, I was really awkward as a kid. I was like, um, I would fuck, like I once put three stools together and I fucked the little space in between the three <laughs> stools. Uh, I used to uh, jerk off so much that it looked like my dick had an Indian burn, like my brother's Indian <laughs> burn in my dick when it was erect. Um, I wasn't, I like for a long time, I looked like, I looked like uh, Harry Potter if he got in a car accident with a drunk driver, and he wasn't in a car, he just got hit by a drunk driver. Um, I relate to you because my penis looks like one of those gummy worms that you find in uh, the candy stores. So 
<laughs> but at least you said any more. Johnny has the bad luck is that his never worked to begin with. Yeah, mine's been uh-huh. fucked up for a while. So. <laughs> Wait, Johnny, you're the you're the bulky one that's mildly sexually intimidating, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that I makes me feel so good that steroids ruined your dick. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's some karma in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, no, there's yeah. a lot because I fucked over enough you know, 18 to 22-year-olds that my dick broke. Um, that's a problem with really tight vaginas. Ladies, stick something up there and loosen it up for guys who are huge. <laughs> exactly. I agree. Do you still, do you still write uh, articles and stuff for Funny or Die? Um, oh, I wish. Um, what I happens? just those. Um, I just, like, the thing is I wasn't getting a lot of credit with those. Um, so I still write these long-form articles. Um, I just haven't figured out where to get them published yet. Um, I have – my problem is right now uh, I'm, I just started doing some college shows and stuff, so, like, I have to look through all those articles and find out what's clean enough to do at a college show. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I've been trying to find a place to publish because I'm, I'm, like, uh, you know, I'm pretty politically active. Um, I talk about social and, and like – you know, news that's going on. I, I destroy pop culture, um, and I just need to find an outlet for all those articles now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. One of the things, I mean, I, I've been writing for years, and one of the things I've found is that because of the way things have sort of slid towards social networking and everything else, is that almost nobody has an attention span of more than 140 characters anymore, which is a shame. It makes it really hard to do writing anymore at this point and make mm-hmm. it work because of that, so... You know, I got, um, I, I, I'm going to say that I'm really, um, I'm, I, for the first, I think I'll be the only person that says, I am blessed that I have ADHD. I have one of the worst cases of ADHD you can get. I'm on a, I'm on a medication called Dexedrine, which they only give to people who are criminally ADHD. Um, I dexed a police <laughs> officer in the face when I was like 15 and beat the crap out of him. <laughs> and they put me, I was drunk. You're amazing. I was drunk. Uh, <laughs> but they put me on this stuff called Dexedrine, um, and because I understand people have short attention spans, I specifically write in a, in a style that you can stop at any point and be like, okay, that was still a fucking good article. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you, that works. You, got, do you get lots you got of hit, uh, Go ahead. Uh, you got to hit people in the first. The first sentence has to be hilarious. The, oh, wow, dude, doing 90 miles an hour. You're drunker than I am. <laughs> I'm jealous. Uh, <laughs> You, you just gotta hit them right. You gotta hit, you, like, you gotta make it in the first three sentences. Every one of them has to be like a setup punchline, setup punchline, um, and then you kind of get them hooked. Or maybe you could publish like coloring books online, and people would be into that since they're idiots. Yeah, I would love <laughs> to publish. I, I would just publish fucking coloring books of Miley Cyrus with that cannonball up her ass, that uh, that wrecking <laughs> ball up her asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's oh, a good so, idea. Wait, well, you guys have a large wrestling fan base, right? Yeah, we do. I Benoit and his family just bloody messes, and you get to fill in the colors yourself. <laughs> you, know, you know, the funny part is that actually we have the spirit of Chris Benoit calls into the show and is on occasion uh, one of the co-hosts of the show. So I'm surprised <laughs> he's not here with us. He'd probably have enjoyed that a lot. I would have loved to talk to that religious psychopath. Maybe we could summon him, Riv. Yeah, I know. He, he'll, he'll eventually show up. He's like a poltergeist. I mean, uh, what happened is the show actually started on the anniversary of the day he killed his whole family. So it's sort okay. of like summoned him from the netherworld, and he calls in on occasion to this show. Uh, now, let me ask you, Brad. Uh, now, 
you run the New Jersey comedy circles, right? Have you ever heard of a, of a stand-up comedian by the name of Brian Roth? He used to co-host this show with us. I wasn't sure if you knew him or you ran in the same circles or not. Do you know what part of Jersey he was uh, running around in? Uh, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I have uh, no fucking not, idea. I know that he, he performed in New York a lot, but now he, like, he disappeared ever since he quit the show, and he hates us. Yeah, yeah you know, no one's ever heard of Brian Roth before. Um, yeah, no, I've never heard of him, so he may have just quit comedy. Um, it would have been for everybody if that was the case. It's, uh, it's tough. Uh, comedy is tough. Like, you stand up on stage and you give a little piece to yourself, and a lot of times people just don't want that piece to at a certain point, you're standing on stage and you're getting the last, and you know the way you're sitting has gotten last 400 million other times, and just going, This audience is full of morons, and I mm-hmm. can't figure out what I'm doing wrong. So it's hard. Um, Sometimes a lot you got to just be an asshole and threaten them, I think. You should just like yeah. say what you're saying to us and say it to them and insult them and see if they kill you. Maybe you can get <laughs> inside a riot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I would love to riot because I love sneakers. Um, so if I get inside a riot, I know I'd walk away with at least 14 new Air Force 2s. <laughs> there, there you go. And I'd you finally know, be able to own a TV. Yeah, actually, you buy that pair, you could actually sell it on, like, Skype back in the old days when uh, it used to be nothing but, like, Asians who would Skype you, and they would try to sell you things like shoes and stolen laptops and all that <laughs> shit. So they used to, I know they used to make some good money doing that. <laughs> I am downloading Skype as we speak now. <laughs> I hope they still do that. There you go. Now, do you do you get lots of uh, girls because of your Twitter following? Like, do you get tons of ask? I actually look. I've, uh, look I um I was so awkward for so long um that I actually uh, it's it's a weird story. Um, all my friends when I graduated high school, all my friends went away to college. Um, I couldn't afford that. I pretty much I paid for college outright on my own by dealing drugs. Um, <laughs> but uh, they uh, all my friends disappeared, so I wasn't of legal drinking age, but I would sit outside of bars smoking cigarettes and learn to talk to girls just time and time again. So I went from this really awkward guy to a guy who kind of had the confidence where he could pull a girl into a conversation. I used mm-hmm. to. I used to get tons of them. But uh, now I'm dating, like, a really great girl who kind of understands how I work and how my as stupid mind goes. Um, yeah. So we'll see how long that lasts. I'm hoping for a while. She's a good girl. Um, yeah, I, I know, I know the feeling used... of what happens when all your friends disappear. <laughs> uh, well... I told you Chris would be here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that the ghost of Chris Benoit? Is that what I just said? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you here? Oh, I can't wait. Dude, what's with <laughs> the Bible shit? What do you mean what's the Bible? It's a, it's a holy Did book. You... That... No, it's not. In a hundred years, when they look at the Game of Thrones trilogy, they're going to start regarding that as a fucking holy book, you dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, but do you think anyone's going to leave three of those next to their families? At least what? And you think someone's going to lie down a, a, a fire, was it fire and ice, a song of fire and ice next to their family right after they've murdered them? Uh, you know what? Um, my family pisses me off, so I may just do it out of spite for your dumb steroided up asshole. <laughs> So you you don't even know what a lat pull down machine looks like. Uh, <laughs> I just explained that I did MMA for nine years, which is a real which is a real fighting art, unlike you know wrestling. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why am I getting in an argument with a fictional character and taking it to heart? 
That's exactly how I felt about Ken Shamrock. Oh, oh. Don't do that. I've been involved with fictional characters before by accident, so yeah, I mean, uh, I feel pretty pretty crazy for that. Uh, Brett, like let me ask sexually? you. No, well, no. Well, I mean, unless you count masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. now, uh, Brett, let me ask you. Now, obviously, like you mentioned, you have a, a great a great girl, and I guess she understands your act. I mean, is that something that you've dealt with? Uh, before and had difficulty in relationships with girls who they, they sort of hear your act and they get offended easy? Because, I mean, I know that's something that Johnny has dealt with with uh, ex-girlfriends. They hear the show and they're like, why do you say that? You're such a jerk. Yeah. And that whole um, bit. Have you had to deal with that a lot? Um, I've put up with that time and time again. And uh, I think I tweeted something like that a couple of days ago where it was just like girls will always ask me like, oh, why did you say that or why did you do that? And I'm like, because it was fucking funny. Like, that's the yeah, dumbest question Yeah, they don't get it. Some of them don't asked. understand. Yeah, yeah. Like they just don't understand the fucking concept of being funny. Yeah. The, um, I mean, I, the last, the last two have gotten that really well. Um, the last two, uh, like the one I'm currently with, is just like um, she understands it completely, and she understands that you know when I step on stage, people can smell bullshit. Like people just know when you're just bullshitting and saying the generic relationship stuff. So when she hears something about like her and I never fight, we've been together for six months and we really we just never fight and it's fantastic because she gets that um the previous one uh we only had one blow up because you know she had a kid and i talked about how loose her vagina was from that (laughs) (laughs) she uh she was pretty pissed off because she paid a lot of money to have that fucking stitched back up and trying to get it tight but I was like, sweetheart, it doesn't even matter because I'm putting it in your asshole half the time anyway. <laughs> Speaking of putting things in assholes, um, how, how do you feel about having a girl slip a pinky or an index finger into yours while you're having coitus? Um, number one, it's awkward because I'm six foot five and I really haven't had sex with a lot of girls who are tall enough to like reach around and do that. Um, so you've never I'm had a girl not... lick your asshole? That's just not my thing. I've had a couple girls do that, and I've been like, whoa. I turn into Scooby-Doo, just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been like, you ask permission before you do that. Um, it's, it's not my thing. Pretty much anything sexually I've, uh, I'm, I'm pretty open to. That's just my asshole is just like um, the thing that people don't realize is uh, most of the major arteries in your body go to your asshole, so it's a really sensitive area, and we have the prostate. Uh, it's too sensitive for me to enjoy anything. Girls, it's a little numbed down for some reason because um, they're used to taking a pounding on the other side of their pelvis. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, um, uh, girls enjoy it a little bit more than guys do. It's not my thing. But anything else, actually, I'm pretty open to. Have you ever wore a woman's panties like Mankind's Mask? Have I ever what? Have you ever wore a woman's panties on your face like Mankind's Mask? Yes. Yeah. Is that weird? Yeah, of course. It's not weird at all. I'm just saying, you know. There's nothing crazy you know, about that at all. I um, there was um, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a weird story if you guys will follow along with me for a little bit. Definitely. Um, yeah. And my girlfriend's gonna fucking shoot me in the face if she ever hears this. Um, so well, you know how to treat a bitch then. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I had sex with a uh, one and a half armed stripper. Uh, my buddy, my buddy was going through a divorce, um, and we hung out at the strip club a lot. 
and he was much better looking and more ripped than I was at this point. And he got a really good stripper. Um, and me, I ended up with the one. I was so drunk, I couldn't tell that she was one and a half arm. And it was not like she had a nub. <laughs> it was like the forearm up to the bicep had been removed. So it was a little awkward. Um, did she have, did she have was, fingers or, or no? No, she had fingers and everything. And that was oh, one okay. of the first times I had gotten one of those up my butt. Um, this was awkward because it was, she couldn't bend it all the way. Um, and her father was a gunsmith. So it was like, a, it was a serious fear of mine of getting shot because of that. Um, uh, but yeah, no, she was one of the first times she ever stuck a finger up and, uh, I was like, oh, this is kind of, this is hurting and awkward and I'm not really into this. And she was like, well, it's my first time doing it. How do you think I feel? And I went, oh, you cunt, you cunt, <laughs> <laughs> you tell a guy. Before you do something like that, I forgot where yeah. we started off with that. Um, I know uh, I was going somewhere with it. I don't even know. But have you ever choked a woman during sex or been asked to do that? And because oh, I know, I know, me, me, me and Ben Wire into that. So um, it's all the time. <laughs> I'm a big um, fan. You would, um, you, it, like you, from what I know of you, um, you probably wouldn't be surprised by the amount of women that like to get choked. Um, it's a, it's a very commonplace thing. And if girls don't know that they like it, uh, I'll bring it up and be like, Hey, is this something you like? And they'll be like, Oh, we, let's try it. And I'll be like, okay. Um, I didn't even know it was a, a thing until, until like last week. And like now, like every girl I meet is into that. It's like a, a new trend choking them. And I think I'm going to break their neck when I do it. Yeah. No. I, I've had that fear too with, with girls too, that, I, that have asked me chokes because I have like I, um, super like big hands. <laughs> Dude, I'm, yeah, no, I understand that, too. Um, I actually, um, ah, I can't give away that tip. That's one of my secret tips. Um, <laughs> the one of the ones I don't share. There's, um, after the podcast, uh, I'll give you guys some tips just on a one-on-one basis. I can't have 5,000 people stealing one I of actually, my moves. I, I was going to ask you, one of our listeners wants to know if you have any advice for guys who get girls to sleep over their houses and still don't get laid. You I think thought that, that was the plot of Dawson's Creek. Um, <laughs> I think so. Stop being a pussy? <laughs> like, I mean, like, there, you know, and they still don't I, get laid. I would imagine that's like total friend zone, right? You should at least get a sloppy blowjob, man. I, look, yeah, um, yeah. There's um, all right. When you're, if a girl's single, and I'm gonna come off as a complete misogynist, which which I'm not. I think we're equal on certain levels, but I think you have to take sexuality into um into mind, knowing that women's sexuality and men's sexuality is just always gonna be different. Mm-hmm. Um. You should before you even have a girl to sleep over. You should just know. Uh, one of your listeners, how often does this happen to your listener where he has girls over and they're just like, oh, I'm just gonna get comfortable and cuddle with you. Um, mm, they say not, not very often, from what I can understand. <laughs> um, if he has a problem where girls come over and then don't sleep with him, he's not laying out what his expectations are versus what their expectations are, and um, honesty. The one thing I've learned in life is being very, very honest with people, whether they like to hear it or not, is the best policy towards anything. Like, there's been plenty of times where I've just been like, look, I just want to sleep with you. And they've been like, (laughs) holy shit, I just want to sleep with you too. Your personality is awful, but I need something right now. And then, you know, we just have sex. Um, And learn to be a bit of an asshole. Um, there's a difference, and funny. Being funny always helps. Um, there's a difference. Don't be self-hating funny when you're with, when you're with girls. Uh, just be mm-hmm. funny where you kind of poke fun at them and the people around you. Um, be a little bit of an asshole, but like, don't be too much of one. 
It's so a, making fun of my penis and, and telling girls that my penis looks like uh, a worm that you put on a fishing rod isn't a good idea then. <laughs> girls don't know about fishing. That's just an unrelatable joke. Do you find women comedians um, funny? Or do you think that they're just like a, a waste? Because I know a lot of guys just don't find women funny at all. That's not true at all. Um, I have worked with some of the most brilliant female comedians ever. Um, and I love them to death in a non-sexual manner. When, um, when you find a good female comedian, there's, there's more good female comedians than there are uh, male comedians, only because more male comedians get into it. Um, girls who don't fall into the stereotypical... Um, the girls who don't fall into the stereotypical, oh, I'm self-conscious, I have cats, I drink too much wine. Um, girls who actually have something to say about society or the like when you find a female comedian like that, I make sure that I help them get all the stage time that they can. Um, a couple of my female friends are very, uh, very famous female comedians, and they're not militant feminist comedians like a like a Garofalo. Um, yeah. They're just so good. And when you find now, a brilliant female comedian, it's always just like I always just look at them and just feel like you're too good for me or any male <laughs> to become a lesbian. There's no way we're ever going to please you with a mind like that. <laughs> now, Brett, you mentioned the militant sort of female thing. Uh, have you ever come under fire by militant feminist types for your act and your jokes? I mean, have you ever had to deal with them either uh, in person during one of your shows or after or online on Twitter? Because I know that there are a lot of – there seems to be this influx of these angry feminists now that if, if you say something that – it's kind of off key, but you're just sort of being funny and having a good time. You're like, "Oh my God, you're misogynist. We're, we're gonna we're gonna label you and have you uh, removed from the face of the earth." Have you had to deal with that a lot? Uh, yeah, um, but I usually deal with it in a very, um, I you know, I um, I, I was lucky enough where my mom is a very very strong personality of an Irish woman, and the only person in my life that's ever said he's going to figure out what he's going to do in life was my grandmother, who was, again, another strong Irish woman. So I have a healthy respect for women um, who aren't just like, oh, my God, I want to wear shoes and drink wine and want to find a man. Like, um, I have a healthy respect for them, and I always, uh, I've come under fire a lot um, from feminists, um, but I usually just bring up the point that, um, what I talk about is putting uh, females uh, responsible for their actions and putting them on the same level and same manner of respect I would have for a male, saying, like, mm -hmm. I see us equal, um, so you need to act like an equal then. Um, exactly. And if you so don't you have act a whole like excuse it, worked out so that you can, uh, you can get away with insulting women then. <laughs> That's uh, it's, it's, it's not even insulting. I'm not ins they're insulting themselves at a certain point. That's true. Well, people um, in general insult themselves, no matter what they are. So yeah, of I definitely understand. Um, mm -hmm. I when I make fun of gay dudes, black people, Spanish people, whatever it is, generally those people laugh the most. The only people that really get offended by anything that I have to say are white males yeah. <laughs> uh, between the ages of 21 and 30, and yeah. white females between the ages of 21 and 30. And I just look at them and go like, <laughs> what do you even? It's because you don't even know. Like, you yeah. don't know what you're angry about. Yeah, it's them. They're always yeah. like the defense attorneys for, like, the, the gays, the retarded people, for everyone. Yeah. It's never the people. Yeah, and you're like, you know, I, 
for example, we, we have the, the owner of this network is a gay guy, and he okay. will call us faggots all the time. He doesn't care. <laughs> he, he's just, he doesn't give a fuck. But then, well, so I mean, so in his defense, I listen to your voices and kind of think those guys are faggots. So, people who other people get offended over, it's just like, like a gay dude understands that I'm not coming from a hateful place. When I tell exactly. jokes about gay dudes, um, I, it's because I know, as long as you're informed in their community, you know, I'm a skinny white male that looks like a twink. Um, <laughs> they, they're fine. As long as you're not coming out of ignorance and hatred and they're realizing, oh, this guy is coming out of, like, he understands some of the shit we've had to go through. There's never any hatred or never any problem. Exactly, exactly. And then on the other hand, like like you just said, you have these white people, the 21 through 30, and like, you shouldn't be using those words, you shouldn't say faggot, you're going to offend somebody. And it's like, the gay people are looking at you like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, it, Look, it's never made sense to me. The word <laughs> faggot is too powerful. The word faggot is an amazing word. There's very few words left. Cunt, faggot, and the N word, <laughs> which I don't really drop. I, I like that's not something I'm comfortable doing yet because it's got to be a very well worded bit to drop the N word. Those are words that have a lot of power to them, and there aren't very many words that. Faggot is one of the best words ever created um, because <laughs> no, it changes meaning all the time. It started off as a bundle of fucking sticks. Then it was someone who likes to put their dick in another dude, and now it just means that you're a jerk off. Like when I call someone a faggot, I'm not saying you like the taste you you love the taste of dick. When I call someone a faggot, I'm saying you're acting like a prick. If I was gonna say anything about gay people, I'd be like, You're a fucking twink, you're a bear I would go more specific with a gay person. I'd be like, Listen up, you filthy little otter. Um don't, or you filthy little bear. I'd be like, like that would be more specific. Faggot is just it just rolls off the tongue. It's just like this is a great word that doesn't mean anything offensive towards gay people anymore. It just means when I like when I was a kid and we were riding bikes together and someone said something stupid, you'd be like, shut up, faggot, because they were being a faggot. They weren't being like gay. They were just being a faggot. Exactly, exactly. Like every time I call One Direction faggots, oh, you're a homophobe. No, they're just faggots. It has nothing to do with homosexuality. They're just fags. Look at them. I, <laughs> they're like, no, we're going to report you. I hate, I hate the term homophobe, number one. Homophobe means you, that you're afraid of gay people. And you know who's afraid of gay people? Who? People who secretly think that having a dick touch their prostate would be great. Those are the people who are afraid <laughs> of gay people. Like, if you hate gays, you're, nine times out of ten, you you may have some gay tendencies. Um, homophobe is like, uh, so when people call me a homophobe, I'm like, are you kidding me? As a comedian, I deal with some of the best and smartest and most intelligent and self-aware gay people in the world, and they understand that what I'm telling is humorous and, and, and making light of what is an awful social situation that they're not seen as equals. Exactly. Well, I want to know who do you think is the bigger faggot, Hunter Moore or Tucker Max? <laughs> oh, I'm um I'm Eskimo Brothers with Hunter Moore. <laughs> I it's not something I'm proud to admit. I'm Eskimo Brothers with Hunter Moore and Kirill from Kirill is here. If you guys don't know him, you should. Um he's one of the nicest human beings ever. Um Hunter Moore uh, Hunter Moore um I met him a couple times. He's not as douchey as he comes off until he's mm -hmm. coked out. Um, Hunter <laughs> Max lies. 
Tucker yeah. Max is a stand Yeah, yeah, he's, he certainly does liar. lie because you know he he called his book. Uh, you know they don't what is it? They don't serve beer in hell, and they certainly do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the whole blumpkin. He talked about getting a blumpkin from a white girl. I'm sorry, it's hard enough to get a white girl to give you head to begin with. No white girl's gonna do it while you're taking a shit. <laughs> but it's just like um uh yeah Hunter Moore I've seen him and I've seen the girls around him and they're not great looking um yeah I I had sex with one of the better looking ones that he had sex with um I actually mm-hmm. got into a relationship with her which was the dumbest thing I've ever fucking done um yeah why would you do that <laughs> yeah I didn't know until I was fucking in Canada hanging out with Hunter Moore I didn't know that she had fucked him um. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's better than seeing her uh, tweet him nudes on Twitter, I guess. Well, what? not really. What? I said it's better oh, than uh, finding out by seeing her tweet him nudes. Yeah. I, uh, my thing is, uh, Tucker Max, it's like he's bringing it in comedy. He's bringing it to what we call the ridiculous level. Like, he's just doing stuff for the sake of making people giggle. And I have a yeah. problem. Like, if you bring it to that, it's got to be an opinion, not like you're at, People smell bullshit. And I think that's the problem with him is everyone smells bullshit. I love I love his writing, uh, but I take it for what it is, where it's like, okay, this is a lie, but it's a silly story. Um, yeah, Hunter yeah. Hunter is kind of sad. Hunter is a little bit sad. <laughs> he does a lot of good work. I, I can't like he does a lot of stuff for the ASPCA. He, he makes woman shit on yeah. Twitter and posts pictures of it. So I mean, hey, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> I'd be doing the same thing if I had that that level of power. Yeah. Well, right. There's a, you know, I myself am a man of duality. I'm one of the nicest human beings that you'll ever meet. But as soon as you say something that I think is bullshit, I'll go off on a 40 minute rant how I never want to see your fucking face again. Um, <laughs> exactly. And I feel like he's the same way where he he grew up in the Midwest um, under yeah. really strict Catholic parents, and you rebel. And maybe he's just a little immature where he thinks that doing cocaine out of a girl's butthole is still cool after the age yeah. of 28. <laughs> do, any your, do any of your uh, other comedians, like anyone that you're friends with, or maybe not friends with, do they do they view you negatively because of your presence on social media? Like, are you looked at as less of a comedian because you're the pro sex tips guy? Um, that's how it was. I got hazed a lot when I got back into comedy. I'm not even gonna lie; and it was deserving. It was deserving that I got hazed by everyone because everyone saw me as the pro sex tips guy. Um, and in their defense, I've just been doing misogynistic bullshit for years just to get followers. Um, but then as I started taking people up with me more, like getting them followers and being like, look, I'm not just this pretentious. I have this problem where I come off as pretentious a lot when I'm actually not. I'm, I'm a very self-hating human being. Um, I'm very <laughs> self-aware of all the douchebaggy stuff that I do, and I feel awful about it. Um, I was hating uh-huh. so much, and I, I'm like, yeah, um, all my close friends still make jokes about my Twitter following. Um, but it was like, I, you know, when I got on stage, I used to just do that. I used to do one-liners. And um, they thought that I was just going to burn out when I realized that one-liners don't work and mm-hmm. misogyny doesn't work. And they realized after a while, like, this kid's in it. Like, he really loves just getting up there and making people laugh, and he wants to make something out of himself. So once people realized that, they kind of, like, backed off. You know, they were really chill about it. And I love mm. I, I I love hanging out with stand-up. Doug Stanhope puts it best. He was like, I could stop doing stand-up at any point in my life, but I could never stop hanging out with stand-ups. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's interesting. So, Red, let me uh, let me ask you now. Of course, you operate mostly in a tri-state area in New York, New Jersey. Uh, are you taking the show elsewhere on the road uh, across America? Or I know you mentioned you were in Canada hanging out with Hunter. I mean, are, are you looking at uh, at taking it expanding into just national? I I want to so bad. I don't think you guys realize how hard it is to put a tour together because I'm broke. Um, you know, I have a I have a day job where it's it it's a very very uh, it's a day job that you wouldn't expect one that I can't uh, can't really talk about yet. But I'm losing that you. in a month. And if you guys have me back on in a month, um, I'll talk about what my day job was. Um, that would be awesome. But, I want to hear all about it. I'm sure it's ridiculous. <laughs> but I went out to uh, California two months ago. Um, I got booked at the Hollywood Improv to this uh, kid called Hallie Bjorkford. Um, his his Twitter is at Hallie B. Um, he was just the best fucking human being I had ever run into. He booked me pretty much blind, um, knowing that um, knowing that I've been working my ass off. We had a couple mutual friends, and he just knew I'd been working my ass off to get better. I went out there. I did really well. I think it was weird. 25 or 30 of my fans came out to see me in L.A., and they were all uh-huh. asking for pictures and stuff, and that was, like, the first time I had actually ever felt that. Um, wow. I want to go. I want to go all over. Canada, I have such a huge fan base in Canada. When I was up in Canada, um, I kept trying to get – I brought, like, 35 people, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, around me to try and bring them to a club and get spots, and no one was really feeling it. I, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait till I can start touring and bring this fucking virus of a uh, sense of humor <laughs> to other people. Oh. <laughs> oh, it'd be great because uh, I haven't been to New Jersey since WrestleMania season, so it, it'd be awesome. <laughs> River needs to go to Jersey just to see you. I, I, I actually I live uh, not too far away, so maybe next time you're doing a show, I'll stop by and uh, I'll give you shit, and you can make steroid jokes and make fun of my little penis. While <laughs> where um, where do you live? Uh, I'm living in Pennsylvania, but I do hang out a lot in Jersey and in New York because I'm originally from Staten Island. So oh, where in uh, where in Pennsylvania? Um, up in the Poconos, like, uh, oh, near, like, okay. yeah. I, uh, have you done the Steel Stacks in, in, um, I think it's in the Lehigh Valley, it's, uh, Lehigh Valley, it's called Steel Stacks, it's a great venue, and if you want to do an open mic, that's like, if you say that you're from Staten Island, all those dumb PA hillbillies just clap, <laughs> like, let me see what this guy's got. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to do that now. <laughs> Oh, dude, you Next have to do it. And when they introduce you as a guy from New York, they're like, oh, my God, I have never been to that big city. I bet he has so much worldly experience. Let me hear about the homeless. I don't know why people <laughs> from PA have a southern accent in my mind, but they're dumb is all I can that's what, say. That's what Johnny's last serious girlfriend was like. Yeah. Oh, I can see it. Of... <laughs> Did you enjoy her not having all her teeth? She <laughs> She had them, but she didn't have uh, her, her sanity or any kind of uh, understanding of how to date or have a relationship. So I don't that's know. That's every dude. That's every. That's uh, how old was she? Twenty six. <laughs> oh, that's oh. she has no excuse. That dumb broad. Um, <laughs> just retarded. And I think you know that's what happens when you uh, try to pick up girls at the psych ward. You're, you're bound to get someone who's fucked up. So. Here, yeah. Here, who is the bigger <laughs> retard here? Her for being <laughs> retarded, or you for trying to pick up someone at a psych ward? 
<laughs> there are three pickings where he lives. They're easier to get. They're they're usually sedated and they'll go along with whatever you say. So I mean, I, was... I get it that they come pre-restrained, but that's just that's like shooting <laughs> fish in a barrel, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much, yes. So, like, Brad, I... what? Oh, god, god. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was I was gonna say, what do you have upcoming uh, for our listeners who are maybe in the greater area who could check you out? Uh, Basically, um, where October, you about- October 22nd, I'm at um, Gotham Comedy Club. Um, it's my show. I run that monthly. Um, I got a bunch of good comedians. Um, I don't like to, I don't always put up, like, huge names. Like, I get huge names sometimes because they're my friends. But I put up, like, the, basically, like, the underdogs at that show, the guys who don't get enough stage time for me. Can you, can you go to DeRosa for me, please? DeRosa? Yeah. Oh, Jerusalem's a good buddy of mine. I, I was emailing him and talking to him today. Um, he just had an album that came out, and I was at the um, album launch part, or album release party. He's always at the stand. That's, like, my that's, favorite comedy club in the world. It's a small world after all, I guess. Oh, dude, yeah, but here's the thing. If you rock out in the, um, in the New York comedy scene, um, everyone is such a hard worker in the New York comedy scene that, yeah. like, you'll be doing an open mic and freaking... Yeah. Um, Jim Gaffigan popped by to my show. Jerry Seinfeld popped down to my show. Nice. Um, wow. When I had a show, he did just, he give you the, I was. <laughs> did he talk did he to was? you and use that voice? Did he talk to you with the voice like, hey, what's the deal with your tweets? Thank you for bringing <laughs> up Twitter again, Dick Face. I'm glad you have a small dick. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, he was, he's, dude, he's an exceptionally nice. Um, when you get to a certain level, they just become exceptionally nice because they have nothing to fucking prove anymore. Um, I get some really good guests who just pop down as like major comedians at that um, show. It's, again, it's called No Apologies. If you can't make it in October, it's every month. Just look on the Gotham website. Um, other shit I have coming up, if anyone who listens to you wants me to come out to their area, Pay for my airfare. I don't eat anyway. I'm six foot five and I weigh 170 pounds. Just pay for me. I'll do private parties. I don't care. Um, mitzvahs, <laughs> weddings. There's a lot of gay guys weddings. listening. They might book you. Be careful. <laughs> uh, no, that's perfect. Um, I did a wedding once. Um, it was hilarious. Um, there is a website. Um, I forget the name of it now because I haven't been on it. And it was when I was first starting. They literally paid me to go and make fun of people at their wedding. And pretend to be a priest, and they, <laughs> they, paid, yeah. they paid me. They paid me like four hundred bucks to go, and for like half an hour, go and make fun of all their friends. It was great. It was one of the best things I've ever done. I was so happy about it. Um, but yeah, dude, I I do everything. I'm 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 pretty versatile in writing. Um, I'm currently actually I'm in talks with writing for a Broadway play. Um, I, it's weird. That's weird. The weirdest thing in the world to me. But, that um, is weird. I'm, I mean, everyone here is fucking. Follow, everyone who's listening, they should follow me on Twitter. Again, it's at Brett Foster. That's where they can keep up to date with everything. Um, I do shows all over tri-state area. Um, and if anyone wants to get an STD from a guy with a half-broken dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there we go well thanks a lot for being part of the show Brett it's been a great time we've had a lot of fun and of course you're always welcome back anytime you've got something you want to plug anything coming up or just want to call in and and, and make fun of us and call us fags it, it works yeah. <laughs> at least we know it's my that pleasure, it guys. thank game. you again for having me um, I really I, I appreciate being able to go on to any podcast or anything like this you guys keep working hard um, you guys thanks, are the shit Appreciate Thanks. it, Fred. Thanks a lot, man. Take right. it easy. Thanks, guys. Again, October 22nd, Gotham Comedy Club, 8 p.m.
Okay. But have a good All night. Right, later, man. guys. Bye. Bye. That was a great interview. I, I like Fred. He's funny. He's he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the funny, maybe the funniest comedian we've had on the show, possibly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's a good time. Obviously, if I were in the tri-state area, I would check out Fred Foster's show. You follow him on, on Twitter at Fred Foster. Keep up with him. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Go. I think between him and Bob Levy, I could legitimately pretend that I'm a comedian. I'll just. <laughs> I'll go on stage and pull my pants down, and everybody will laugh. <laughs> I feel like, oh wait, 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 we do have that. We we do have not your dick because that would be weird to actually have on the soundboard. Yeah, a, a sound. <laughs> we'll just oh. play the laugh track. <laughs> there you go. There's a laughter at your penis. Yeah. So we will be right back after a brief commercial break because some of us need to pee and crap and all that. We some new uh, commercials and sponsors, by the way. I'm just saying, but, you know, anyone yeah. listening, yeah. All right, anyway, let's go. You like purple suits and shaved heads? How about complicated handshakes and driving without car insurance? If any of these interests have piqued your curiosity, then you, too, may be eligible for the Black Guy Appreciation Club. So now you might be asking yourself, what is the Black Guy Appreciation Club? Well, we're a club that celebrates the finer aspects of black culture. We also get to wear silly hats and sit in leather chairs and drink cognac. So if you think you got what it takes to become a member of our prestigious organization, then show up this Thursday at JJ's house. And we are back on the show. That signature burp, that's just that that should be like a commercial bumper for, for the rest of the show sometimes. It should. Did you hear that um Ethan Page got signed to Ring of Honor? Yeah, actually, which is which is interesting because we've we've said that that we are a gateway to success. Everyone who was on we the are. show I mean Barbie Hayden had a Ring of Honor match and she's getting booked all over in C Z W W S U now. Salizia Sparks obviously, Ring of Honor now. Crazy Mary Dobson, she's in Japan and all of the places. <laughs> except for Ashley Miller. Uh, everyone except for Ashley Miller, yes. Well, she's skydiving with the Browsers logo in the lower right corner of the uh, of the screen, so I guess that, that's some she, sort of it, stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to announce that last week's episode beat Ashley Miller's episode in yeah, reading. Yeah, so, so in other words, she got DP'd by the Moolies. Yeah, I'm sure that they would have enjoyed that, and she probably would have enjoyed it more considering her uh, shady sexual history that she told me in depth about when we went on a date behind her boyfriend Tyler Breeze's back in July in Orlando. Which nobody knows about, nobody knew about, and everyone knows now because, I mean, fuck it, you know, Ashley Miller is someone who is just a fucking unstable lunatic, and she decided to, obviously, last week she unfollowed you, then she unfollowed me for no apparent reason. And well, she never followed me. And, yeah, and I'm blocked on her, off of her Facebook. I have no fucking idea what I did. But I did find a pair of her panties in my gym bag, so I posted a picture on Twitter, and I actually asked Tyler Breeze if he thought they looked familiar. No response there, but, you know, they were like uh, size XXXXXXXL. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, she's someone who has serious daddy issues, and she self-admitted. She slept with like 20 guys when she was in high school. Uh, her, 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 like, and basically, she thinks that she's hot shit now just because a bunch of guys wanted to fuck her. And what it's all come down to now is she's up her boyfriend's ass now, Tyler Breeze. She's up his ass because he's the meal ticket. She has nothing. She got fired because she sucked. 
And fucking Tyler Breeze now, he has to support her ass, which I'm sure he's not even happy about because he's busy banging Renee Young and all those other broads that are over at NXT who are stupid enough to sleep with him with his fucking helium voice. Like the, like the one who's like in love with like seven social networking websites. Like the, the one who had like the orgasm over Dusty uh-huh. Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. She she can be my new friend though because she she responds so uh, we'll, we'll make a actually she should go ahead and just get Tinder as well and make it like eight social networking boyfriends. But you know what they should do is they should remake. Um, I was thinking this. Uh, Ashley Miller's dad actually he wanted to kill her and her uh, her, her mom when when she was a kid. I was thinking that wait should... wait, wait wait Chris is her father. <laughs> they should do a remake of The Shining with like her and like Benoit chasing her. Here's Johnny. <laughs> yeah, and listen, like I, I, I normally I wouldn't be this annoyed, but I think for someone to have been that close for me to me for that long, I mean, how do you guys think? How do you listeners think that I got her on the show? She never did any other podcast besides this one. And as soon as she was fired, the first person that she texted was me. I knew before anyone else knew, and we were close for a long time. And she gave me her number behind her boyfriend's back, never said a word to me about him, and then. She, out of nowhere, then I find out from someone else that she's fucking dating this Tyler Breeze guy who she didn't even give a shit about until she was fired. As soon as she got released, then it's immediately everything gets weird. And then now she's like up his ass just trying to basically get, uh, you know, whatever money she can from him. But the reality of the matter is we both know in like a decade she's going to be living in a trailer park. He's going to be fired. Let's see if he even gets called up to the main roster. I doubt that. Yeah. So as you can see, this is this is Johnny going off and – uh did, well, Again, yeah. this is the thing. She yeah. like I held in so much shit, and I rejected yeah. her so much. And there's so much that I could have said on this show, and I fucking I didn't say it just because out of respect for her. And I mean, like, just completely, she just cuts me off. And you know what? The entire time that I hung out with her when I was down in Florida, she was miserable every because you know obviously because she got fired. She would sit there and bury everybody. She buried Paige and said she's not good enough for the main roster, which is complete shit. She fucking buried Jericho, said he can't work, and said he's floppy. She basically would just try to throw everyone else under the bus, and I'm not even going to say the other stuff she said because some of it's true, and I don't want to blow up anyone else's spot. But she's just a miserable fuck who sits there and you know criticizes and judges everything. And she probably got mad because of last week when I said that you're the only one who cares about her unfollowing, which is the truth. And I mean now now she's she's probably sitting at home. She she lives with three wrestlers who are probably all fucking her. And the only reason she's faithful to her gay boyfriend is because he's the meal ticket. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm like, well, they they wear the same shoes apparently. Have you seen his shoes? Yeah, those are some and, gay shoes. Yeah, and, and I think she's just a classic example of a woman who takes herself way too seriously. And you know, I mean, honestly, if she had any integrity, she would come on the air and she would apologize to me. And I'll teach her. I'll teach her hygiene because she kind of stunk weird. And, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? I'll even teach her her boyfriend how to work out and eat right since he's a flabby faggot. <laughs> I'm willing to work with her. I mean, she's the second highest rated episode of all time on S. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a, it was a fun episode. I mean, I I had fun. So I I mean, I I feel bad that there was <laughs> you, had, you had fun. Yeah, that now now we're massacring her on the air. Yeah, was I mean, this, no, wait, but, was, but it was was this the big announcement? 
No, no, no. not the big announcement, but we'll get to that later, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll the, get to the that. The big announcement here is the fact that she's a, a, a bitch who has tons of guys who kiss her ass because she needs constant attention, and her boyfriend, her faggot boyfriend, Tyler Breeze, doesn't satisfy her. So she's <laughs> guys are around. She had me around, and, and fucking, like, if I wanted to be a real asshole, because this is nothing, if I wanted to be a real asshole, I'd release the, the screen caps of our conversations and all that shit, and I'd send it to her boyfriend, who probably wouldn't even give a shit since he doesn't care about her anyway. Yeah, and, uh... <laughs> You remember, you remember when when Chris said that she could get to know him? That yeah. Time. I hope she dies skydiving and then she does get to know him. <laughs> wow. I uh, I'm not I'm even not gonna, gonna I'm not gonna argue with that. I kind of wouldn't mind. She's gonna put I'm not even. Ass. I'm not even gonna confront her stupid ass because I know what the responses are gonna be. Like I could literally, it'll be like, oh, your dad still plays, still pays for your house. You graduated late. You're just mad because you wanted to fuck me and I wouldn't fuck you. It's just going to be like the typical shit. And the fact yeah. that she's just unstable. She needs a therapist. She yeah. needs to fucking stay away from, you know, other human beings. She needs to be locked up. Yeah, and it'll, it'll be the generic dick insult because that's what every girl comes up with. Oh, you get a small dick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. You can have like a 27-inch dick and a woman's first thing, her first course of attack if she has a problem with you. Ooh, you got a small dick. But to, but to be fair to her, Johnny's dick is small. <laughs> she can tell Tyler Breeze and Xavier Woods to come see me, but they're not allowed because they're too busy getting ass-fucked by Bill DeMont, right? So. <laughs> wow. So, uh, obviously, though, like I said, you you took her out on the date while Tyler Breeze was at home doing drills. And by the way, she paid so that it wouldn't feel like a date because <laughs> she felt guilty. You've moved on to bigger and better things via the Tinder app, so... I mean, how's that working out for you? We do have a question. Somebody wants to know, did Johnny bang those two broads from last week? Not, no. I'm the, the friend uh, I met, her, actually, I hung out with that girl on, I don't even know what day it was. I think it was, like, Monday. And uh, <laughs> her friend was cool. And, like, we went out, and there was just, like, major chemistry there. Uh-huh. And uh, basically what ended up happening was, you know, like, we really just hit it off. And uh, when I was laying there and kind of making out with her, she's I, I was, like, I noticed you liked all of my Facebook pictures where I'm really tan and I look brown and I have a beard. I'm like, is there a reason? And then she's like, oh, well, I normally date Indian guys. And I'm like, what kind of a girl is into Indian guys? Like, Who's that almost made me... these days? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I, so then, like, I'm sitting there and then I'm like, okay, so, like, did you get horny for Haji from Johnny Quest? Sim <laughs> <laughs> Sim Salabim! Would you fuck Jinder Mahal? Like, I just started asking her all these weird questions. Uh, and she just said that she's, like, really into the culture. So I was like, oh, okay. I hope that doesn't mean that she's going to leave you for Suresh and Naresh. I actually asked if she would date Prajesh and Sakbash and all those guys. <laughs> and, and Sam and uh, and what was the one? Uh, Narinder Singh. And uh, I forgot to ask Brett if he knows Narinder because I think they run in some of the same circles too. I, it, well, yeah, she probably would. I was actually going to tweet no, Narinder and give give him her number, but I kind of like her. I think I'll, I'll let her stick around a little bit longer and see how it goes. Yeah. Well, but, we, uh, I think the only reason she used Tinder is because it sounds like an Indian name. Yeah, well, we do have a caller who I think has an opinion on this. Caller, you are on the air. Uh, what do you think about Johnny Landon, the Tinder app, and this woman's love who, of Indian yeah, men? Who, who are we talking to right now? I don't know. Hello. Hello, this is Hello. Manesh Patel. Hello, this is Manesh Patel. I want to speak to that cock-sucking fuck, Johnny Landon. Yeah, he's here. Hi. You cock-sucking fuck. You tried to hit on my girlfriend. You tried to put your small penis inside of a beautiful body. <laughs> it, 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 uh, are you talking about the, the, totally wanted it, dude. 
You are a bare piece of fucking shit. You are a cock-sucking fuckboy. <laughs> Wait, why is Bin Laden back on the line? Yeah. <laughs> this is Manesh Patel, you piece of fuck. I've been waiting for an hour in the queue. I am trying to talk to this fucking piece of shit, Johnny London. He's trying to steal my girlfriend away. Do I have to put Wait, a shot on her forehead to reserve her? I wonder, did you go out on dates with her? When you went out together, did you wear no shoes like all the Indians do? Because you can't afford them. Yeah. You're a piece of fuck. I have lots of shoes, and I'm going to smash them into your fucking little baby jar. Let me ask you, let me ask you, how many 7-Elevens do you own? I do not own 7-Elevens, you piece of fuck. Okay, Circle K. Did she meet you while she was pumping gas? No, but I'm going to meet you, and I'm going to pump you in the fucking ass with my cock, you stupid muscle fuck. Did she meet you when she entered the gas station and you flashed the no public restroom sign on her face because you had to pee real bad? I do not own a gas station, you stupid fuck. I am a programmer. I make lots of money, you stupid shit fuck. I thought you were a telemarketer for Walmart or one of those Best Buy cards or something. (laughs) No, you fucking little bitch. You are a fucking mongrel half-breed. You pubic hair fuck face. What had episode about this guy? (laughs) did Did you ever eat curry off of her belly when you guys were going out? No, but you will eat shit off your face, but I am going to shit on your fucking face, you fuckboy. Alright, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, you piece of fucking shit. I am going to fucking find you and listen, beat the listen, fuck listen, out listen. of you, you stupid dude, little dude, fucking dude, shit face fuck. Dude, dude, I didn't uh, Calm down, I know you got problems with Johnny, but let's be honest, dude. We loved you in 40-year-old virgin when uh, you were telling uh, Steve Carell about all the nasty sexual positions that he should do. And uh, we thank you for being a part of the show. And he left. That guy is, uh, that was mad that I, I got with his girl, I guess. I think he had a heart attack. Well, you know, it's it's like I said earlier with the Audrey Marie situation. Girls with boyfriends love me, so, um, you know, I guess I got fucked over again. He's probably, uh, he's probably praying to the elephant with three tits that something bad happens to you. He's probably putting a curse on you. I didn't even get to ask him what it's like being a villain in the Indiana Jones movie. I mean, I feel bad. I wonder if he, know, if he knows that I motorboated her. <laughs> That's all kind of sort of. No, there was no sound. It was kind of just you know, yeah. So well, we've got questions to answer obviously on the show uh, for the second half of the program, and we've got a lot to go over now. I don't know if you know about this, and obviously, for those who've listened to the show, you know that we're fans of the comic books. We're not like diehards or anything like that, but we are fans of the comic books. Uh, apparently, someone wants to know what our thoughts are on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television show, if we watched it, and do we have any interest in a show which seems to revolve around the Agent Coulson character from the Avengers films? I, I hate when they make, like, spin-off shows of things that are really popular, but then they can't get the really popular characters, so it's like the other guy that nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah. I, don't you hate that? Yeah. I, I haven't seen the show, though. I don't know. Like, it's Joss Whedon, and I know that he could write, like, anything and make it interesting, so I have high hopes for it. Maybe one day I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll probably watch it to see what it's like, but I mean, if you look at it initially, you're thinking, man, I mean, I like the Agent Coulson character as like a sort of supporting character in all the Marvel films, but you're going to make a whole show based on him? Uh, I'm iffy about it. What does he do? Does he like take a shit and drink coffee and like... Does does he walk around and go to superheroes' houses and like, hey, we, we need you? We need you, and I'm not leaving until until you go somewhere, which he did in the fucking Marvel films. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
you know, but but the thing about it is I'm worried that, of course, obviously, if this show takes off, uh, are we going to have, like, Agent Coulson the sex symbol? Because it seems like a lot of chicks are into that sort of, like, balding, plain, boring-looking motherfucker look now. So uh, I, I bet that Ashley Miller would fuck Agent Coulson because he's <laughs> like the guy that she skydived with. You know what's superior to Agents of Shields, though? Uh, I've always said that myself and Johnny are Agents of Vagina, which stands for Very Angry Guys in Need of Ass. So that that was a club that we started on Facebook. Obviously, I'm banned for life from Facebook because mm-hmm. I told a, a Facebook moderator uh, that I want to take a dump in her mouth, and I hope she fucking chokes on it the last time that one of my profiles got banned. So <laughs> now I'm banned for life from Facebook, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Uh, you know, Vagina was very angry guys in need of ass. I think we need t- uh, T-shirts of that. Uh, I know that Chris knows some people that could do that. Uh, Chris has some T-shirts, so, so Chris, uh, go ahead and let people know. I know you're getting word out there that the shirts are back in business. Well, I'll, I'll I'll talk to the guy about getting you guys some T-shirts made. But um, my my T-shirt site is uh, tapordietees.com. Uh, there's about 20 different shirts, including the uh, the one you all like with the um, the I'm a Chris Benoit guy and the one with my face on the big you know big thing of my face. I love that one. one. Yeah, I, I don't know why that that's not selling as many as I thought it would. Uh, neither is the Starface th- one, but. I think it's because the the last Wolverine movie sort of sort of bombed. It, it didn't do too well. So obviously, it, it'll pick up once X Men comes out. I, I think it's awesome that Chris Benoit has become a T-shirt salesman now. Now in the afterlife. Yeah, well, <laughs> good job. It's lucrative business. People like to wear T-shirts. They like to be comfortable. Yes, they do. I, I enjoy. I actually own several Benoit shirts, which I wear to school, and uh, I, I wear them to work as well. Since I can wear whatever I want, nobody knows what the fuck it is. <laughs> so there's always, you know, that. I mean, yeah. And we got about uh, 20 minutes remaining in the show. You can call in and join us, 646-727-2364. There's a uh, reason that we only have 20 minutes remaining, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, real quick, I did want to say in ending that question, uh, there was a second part of that S.H.I.E.L.D. question. Now, there's also apparently Fox decided to hold a Gotham show, which is going to be based on Commissioner Gordon. Uh, does that spark your interest, or is this getting too ridiculous? Uh, it's like – like, it's like – it's like it's like Smallville, kind of, except worse, because at least Smallville has, like, the welfare Superman. It's just, they're going to keep making these shows, and there's going to be one about, like, Spider-Man's Mailman and, like, Aquaman's they fucking ask, They ask which non-important comic book characters we'd like to see a television show for, so... Uh, I don't know. Um, hold on, let me think about that. I'm going to go Alfred with the Butler. Okay. Alfred the Butler, there you go. Uh, what, washing Bruce Wayne's cars and cleaning his fucking toilets? I was going to go with Aunt May, because she's like 9,000 years old and a single lady, and I'm sure like they could do like a show, and they'll do the whole, oh, well, it has <laughs> nothing exactly to do with Spider-Man. It's all centered around Aunt May and her boring, miserable sex life and her dry vagina. I'm pretty sure that that would market to some people, the geriatric market, the people that have a fetish for Betty White and Golden Girls. I mean... Hey, there you go, Aunt May, the television show. Uh, because while we're preaching tolerance in the world, we, we have to have at least one show about some fucking 90-year-old lady <laughs> getting dick in the ass. So there you go. They should do one about um, Colossus. Is he, is he a main character? I guess he's kind of secondary. Eh, he's not, he, he's yeah. gay. Yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> he's, he's gay, so I mean, come on, give him a show, right? He's gay in the Ultimate Universe. He's not in the main comic. We can do one about Ultimate Colossus, then. There Why do go. I know that? I have no life. Uh, I was going to say, no, they should do one about Franklin Richards being bullied at school. Yeah. And how his superhero parents and and their and uncle won't even fucking help him. They just let him get uh, bullied. Personally, I, w- I would rather see a show about Herbie. <laughs> Herbie. 
I think that uh, if they're going to do a, a show about other people, they should do one about one of those random fucks on NXT who who just looks like everyone else. Like and Baron has, Corbin? Yeah, <laughs> just like today, a Baron Corbin got ripped off by a uh, rental car place, $200, and he was complaining about it on his Twitter account. Don't we actually have more followers than that guy? Uh, probably. I mean, no, I, I don't know. He surpasses us now, which is a dark day indeed. Well, now that he's he's the god of NXT, yes, I guess he does. Yeah, that's rather unfortunate. But, yeah, as Johnny alluded to, we do have an important announcement. Now, because of the fact that we don't get paid because none of you are using the donate button as much as you should, uh, what, what happens is Johnny needs to do this thing called work, which involves not being on Wednesday nights for the time being. So yes. temporarily, until he gets situated at his new job, we're going to be moving to Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, same channel, nothing changes except the day, uh, and we'll be 30 minutes earlier, but we've been starting at 10 most of the time anyway. So find us Sunday at 10 p.m. We're going to do an episode this week just to sort of get you guys adjusted to it. We're not exactly entirely happy about Sunday because we've got to deal with all the football and all the competitive television. But You guys, hey, we're not... you guys realize you go, you're going up against the uh, Breaking Bad finale, right? I thought that was at 9. I think it goes over to, into 10. Well, fuck. Well, anyway, I mean, you can download the show. We're, We're not downloadable, and not only that, but Breaking Bad can suck my dick because uh, I'm sick of fucking hearing about it. That's like one of those things, like, you know how, like, people hate, like, when they're forced, uh, like, a religion or something? Like, atheists hate that. I hate hearing about fucking Breaking Bad and football. I don't give a shit. Don't tell me what I have to watch, damn it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to put it this way. I like Breaking Bad, but in all honesty, looking at the show... It should have ended after Gustavo died, and I, it's now and now everything else. Isn't started. that a dictator from like Cuba? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> he, he is the the guy who's in charge of the drug cartels where where they're selling drugs, and oh. they sort of blew him the fucking. They blew like half his fucking head off, and he was like. I mean, listen, CM CM Punk likes Breaking Bad, so it can't be that bad. But I, I personally don't give a shit. And I mean, hey, if we got to, you're not a TV guy. I mean, if, yeah, I'm not. And if we got to do the show at 10:30 or whatever, I don't know what is it, a two-hour episode. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't matter. We we can start the yeah. show. We, well, for the first half hour, I'll jerk off on the air. You guys don't have to listen, and then you can tune in to the last hour if it fucking makes that much of a difference. Yeah, breaking bad. Now there is a little bit more of an adjustment. We're not finished with the uh, with the announcement, but also on days that there are WWE pay per views, we realize that most of you unfortunately are wrestling fans. So we will actually start the show really early on pay per view days which will be the week after. It'll be 5 p.m. Eastern at the old Sunday school time slot. Uh, when we do that, obviously it's so that we're not interfering with pay-per-views and so that hopefully some of our foreign listeners who are not able to participate in the show will be able to do so. Your A.H. Walkers, your Adam Pearsons, your uh, Heel why, why, why not? Why not actually go live on the pay-per-view and just do commentary on the pay-per-view? Because uh, I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to do that shit. I, I don't watch wrestling. I just watch. I just watch wrestlers and try to bang the chicks. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't want to watch it. I mean, have you seen the card for Battleground? It looks like shit. I know I mean, that, that's my point. It would it'd be just a great time to just shit on it for a half hour. Yeah, yeah, but Chris, you don't even show up at pay per views. I mean, the last one you were you were invited to, you didn't show up. You had a prior engagement. I mean, yeah, we know the drill. You're just trying to scam us again, that bastard. <laughs> But um, no, I, I think that uh, I think I'm excited to, to do the move, and it's just temporary. So huh. by next year, we'll be back on Wednesdays, hopefully. Which yeah. is irony because we got like 12 tweets today about how we make Wednesday nights so much better. Yeah, I hope that those people don't hate us. I hope they don't stop listening. Glenn hates us because he'll sit there and jack off the football all Sunday night. John Madden hates us because 
we're yeah, but I think I, football is over by the time we go on. Why isn't Sean Madden fucking dead? I mean, seriously. Because he's he eats the souls of other football players to stay alive. <laughs> so we're gonna try to get through some more of these questions while we're here. Can uh, we talk we, about how I hung out with Silesia Sparks? Yeah, sure. It was so exciting. Let me tell you, I've never felt so emasculated in my life, and it kind of turned me <laughs> on. Which I think I'm like one of those sick fucks who likes being dominated and abused or something. Because it's just, she she's just, like, she was really, really muscular. And, like, for me, like, I've never seen, like, her. she was legitimately more muscular than me. And I've never seen anything like that. So, I don't know. And then, obviously, she's, like, feminine. And, like, she's really hot. So, it's a little bit, like, I didn't know how to behave. Like, how do you act around a girl that you want to bang that could easily kick your ass and probably rape you? That's true. So, I don't know. Like, and, uh... It's funny because I think that she's just definitely, like, I've been singing her praises for the past year, and now I see everybody kissing her ass on social media. She's definitely going to eventually get signed just because, you know, yeah, I, exactly. I think we have the ass touch. Yeah. So I see her going places. And Which for the is- record, I actually, I uh, I tried to give her Stockholm Syndrome when when I hung out with her, but it didn't work. Yeah. You need, you need to take some Luke Hudson tips on that one. I, uh, I, I, I think that, honestly, I, she's so hot, I'd let her chew my food and spit it into my mouth like a bird. Now, uh, somebody is asking... I, I, licked, I licked the toilet seat after Sleazy used it, FYI. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I think Chris has been there before. <laughs> yeah, but it was usually ever, after it was covered in pubes. There. <laughs> That's just a little bit fucked up. Uh, now, somebody's asking if we got to see the season finale of... Dexter, what our thoughts are on it. I'll tell you what, uh, again, first of all, Johnny doesn't watch TV. I do, and uh, I know that it was a bit disappointing, so I'll probably write a blog about it on listenthisshow.com for anybody that doesn't want to be spoiled, doesn't have to click on it, doesn't have to read it. I was a little disappointed on how much it copied my life. Well, I thought you were just getting season one now, because you're like seven years behind, or season two. No, but I I read the the spoilers on on the Twitter yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, somebody I mean, told me how 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 it's all about you know how my life after uh, 2007, just going into hiding, disappearing, <laughs> becoming a lumberjack. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Now let's go ahead and uh, go to some next questions, which uh, we'll go to this one because it's a sort of hot topic, and it seems to be like the only thing in the news right now. Uh, of course, Johnny Lennon's good buddy Barack Obama back in the news. Uh, because of Obamacare. Uh, first of all, what do you think about all of Obama's supporters who pissed and moaned about free health care uh, now doing a 180, now that Obamacare is imminent upon us? Um, I think it's just, like, pretty much what I said was going to happen. Like, I should just – I'm like Nostradamus. I, they, they should just let me write a book of predictions, and everyone should buy it and just listen to me because I'm amazing. No, I think it's it's funny. I, I don't even know. Like, I'm indifferent at this fucking point because yeah. of the fact of the matter is, like – there's like complaining like we have no control let's just admit it yeah accept it but really what the fuck else can we say on this show i mean uh, ted cruz has already said it for us now this man attempted a 21-hour filibuster to thwart obamacare uh so johnny is there anyone you could listen to speak that long and do you think that you guys could do a 21-hour episode of asked no i don't think we could um i think uh if we had like ed wood and brian roth Maybe Damien, and we put them on for like 24 hours. Um, they could rotate shifts and do like eight hours each, and it would definitely work. And, and Ashlyn, we need to get Ashlyn back. So yeah, uh huh. And she can just spout off just uh, illogical liberal nonsense. 
Yeah, uh, I was going to say, uh, I, I don't think we could do a 21-hour episode unless you guys paid us a very big sum of money. I'd hate to see the size of that fucking download, but uh, I'm going to say... We could do say, one of those, like, uh, those telethons, like, um, like Dick yeah. Clark, you know, except he never actually cured Jerry Lewis. Well, we were supposed to actually have a telethon on, on the show. It, we it keeps getting postponed because my uh, Hispanic women are, are very unreliable. Well, hopefully they'll be around on Sundays because, I mean, Hispanics don't really do shit on that day. Uh, I was going to say, I think there's already a 21-hour-long podcast uh, that we that I used to be on, uh, hosted by a, a wrestling personality that only has like 600 Twitter followers. That's 21 hours long, and it's not tw- trying to thwart Obamacare. It's tw- trying to thwart consciousness. And I'm not even going to tell you where that is because you guys don't deserve to be tortured like that. Uh, now, we do have another caller joining us on the line. Uh, Mike Killam, you're on the line. How are you doing, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, you ready to answer some questions with us? Yes. Are we bitching about Obamacare more, or are we going to the next question? No, we're going to the next one. I, I think this one will be okay, interesting now. Uh, obviously, it's it's a little bit wrestling-related, and you are a uh, a journalist in the wrestling field. So uh, we're going to okay. ask this. Hey, hey, I'll, I'll, I'm trying to make you sound good here. So, so. <laughs> Now, Shaul Guerrero is back with the WWE and has revealed that her hiatus was taken due to having an eating disorder. Do you think she's telling the truth about having had an eating disorder, or do you think it's a cover-up for coke addiction like all of the other fat Mexicans that work in the WWE? This is literally the first time I'm hearing that news. It's the most hilarious thing I've ever heard. Bullshit. There's no way that that's why she left. I think it's something else that she was probably hiding. Maybe she had an abortion. Or she had like eight kids, like those Mexicans always do. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, she just came back to three hundred pounds, and she gained it all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and she had her uh, her first match against Landon's uh, good buddy uh, Ashley Miller. (laughs) Did she? I I don't even see. No, on NXT. Do you remember that? We we recapped. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ashley Miller. And she put a giant L on Ashley's head. Between the smell of the two of them, it probably. I, I feel sorry for the referee in that match. Well, I'm going to say this is fucking hilarious to me because, I mean, yeah, her eating disorder is she eats too fucking much. I mean, look at her. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't even – I, I said I, I, I licked the uh, the toilet seat after Sleazy sat on it. I wouldn't even let Shao Guerrero shake my hand. You know, I could I could believe Rosa Mendez having an eating disorder, but Shao Guerrero, absolutely not. I, I think this is a load of fucking bullshit. She, uh, yeah. Apparently, Rosa Mendez has an alcohol disorder. Yeah, she Her has a life and everything disorder. She's a fucking mess. Yeah, she dates abusive men. She gets drunk. She has anorexia. Her tweets suck. Why is she tired? Yeah. Uh, she, she probably has a hairy butthole. She looks like the type. Come on, man. I mean, look at her. She looks yeah. like she's a black property. At least she's consistent. Like, her tweeting caliber is very reflective of the rest of her life. Like, at least <laughs> everything's a train wreck. She has literally nothing even going for her. her. <laughs> yeah. So, so Mike, what do you think about Shaw? You think this is? I mean, are you excited to even see her back with the company? I've I've never even looked up, up a picture of her. Like I I know I'm I'm supposedly a journalist, but like I I've never watched her wrestle a match. I've never I have no idea. So no, I'm not even the least bit excited because it's like so yeah, lucky. I think yeah, you'll dread it. I think you'll dread it. said there was like 80 people in developmental right now, not even including the NXT roster. Like, that's how many people they have training at the facility right now in Florida. So, like, I'd be surprised if they let her go once if she makes it. Like, like Vicky is so 
completely not even important. Like, they shoved her up on SmackDown just to get rid of Teddy Long. Like, there's... it No. The only reason any of those people still have a job is because Eddie died, like, ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, because they've already... by the way, was overshadowed by Chris Benoit dying, so fuck you. (laughs) They should hire Benoit's family and, like, make them... (laughs) I hate to say it, but I'm a little bit more important than the wrestling world. (laughs) Yeah. You are, but you're like uh, like a fart in church. Nobody wants to even admit that you're there. Yeah, but I mean... You lost to Randy Orton. Yeah, but at this point, who hasn't? The, the girl Daniel Bryan become the next Chris Benoit though. Like, if if that is like you know how Mr. Kennedy wrestled like three people right before they died, that's the Randy Orton curse. Like anyone who loses the title to Randy Orton is just gonna murder his entire family. <laughs> well, we won't see Brie Bella anymore. Well, that's a shame. Uh, I, I actually I'm, I'm okay with that. Win. Yeah. So let's go to the next question. Now, this one isn't wrestling-related, but very interesting. Uh, In light of all of the talk about Grand Theft Auto that we were talking about uh, last week, a teenage boy cursed out his video game system while losing at a game. When his mother unplugged the system, he attacked and cursed her out. He is facing 90 days in jail, and the judge has banned him from playing video games. Is this a proper punishment? (laughs) Sounds like he needs medication. Okay. One, he's retarded. Two, his parents are obviously shitty. And three, I don't think a judge should be able to ban anyone from playing video games. Like, at what point does the government have the ability to be like, you know what, I just don't think you get to go to Kmart and buy a PS3 anymore. Like, you brought that right. Sorry. Sorry. He was a PlayStation user. I thought that this is what happened to John Bazman, who has not been seen since Grand Theft Auto came out. He's one of the producers of the show. Uh... He's been he's been on uh, gone ever since that game came out. So I thought maybe this is what happened to him, but he's not a teenage boy. Uh, I mean, Chris, I mean, do you think this is a proper punishment? Would would you uh, what would you have done if you unplugged Daniel's system and he uh, he attacked you? Well, you know, uh, uh, it's unfortunate that controls these days are wireless. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no, I see what you did there. Oh I mean, my god. <laughs> Johnny, do you think this is an adequate punishment? I mean, do you think a judge should be allowed to tell you you can't buy video games? Um, hmm. No, I mean, I guess if you're, like, an actual, like, I don't know. I I don't think so. I think it's a little bit weird and drastic, but, you know. It's a little bit dramatic, but I sort of wish that we could ban everyone who's a piece of shit from things like this. Like, if someone, like, throws one of these, like, type of tantrums, like, all your directioners, and we ban them all from fucking... Twitter, I'd be okay oh my God, with that. No one would be left playing Call of Duty. Like, there'd be literally yeah. no one. You're going to have to ban everyone from everything, then, because there's lots yeah. of people that are into Every lots of things. Every 14-year-old would have to, be, have to sell their Xbox and do something. The education system would, like, triple in productivity. Now, we've got five minutes left. I'm going to try to fit in a couple more questions here. Uh, now, it was revealed, uh, due to graphical glitches in Grand Theft Auto, that one of the male characters can lose his pants and underwear and have his penis on display to the entire world. Do you think this is going to cause the media to have a field day once it gets out more that this is uh, a thing in the video game? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, what do you think, Mike? Is that a little bit too much? Do you think we're going to hear, oh, the game needs to be banned because there, there's a dick in it? The media has a field day every time Rockstar takes a shit. Like, the last GTA. They have already, you hear that Fox reporter that came out and said, like, GTA is encouraging kids to just walk into classrooms and murder their, their classmates? Like, that's what Rockstar <laughs> games should. do. 
It's like that Fox reporter that actually came out and said that. Like, are you kidding me? Oh my god! I play Grand Theft Auto. The first thing I want to do is just murder all of my coworkers. I think if you're you're already a fucked up person, it's just going to encourage it and stuff. But I I think that like, what's funny that I've noticed about video games is that you can play violent video games, and the media encourages it and all that stuff. And there's lots of sex in games. But yet, if you're offensive on any other form of entertainment or anything like that, people will immediately throw you under the bus and you know complain that you're too offensive. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, I mean, yeah, Grand Theft Auto made billions of dollars in its first week of being out. But the thing that makes me laugh about this is that you're going to complain about a dick in a video game that's rated mature, which the reason it's rated mature is to tell you that kids should not be playing this game. And yet idiots will go out there, buy the game for their kids, and be like, I don't give a fuck, they can play the game, and then be mad when they hear, fuck this, fuck that, kill everyone, see fucking stripper tits and, and digitized dicks, uh, and a fucking torture scene on an Arab guy, which is in the game, and and they're going to fucking complain. It's like, you knew what you were getting into. The game is named after a fucking felony. It's named Grand yeah, Theft Auto. You don't Auto. buy booze and porn for your 14-year-old kid. Just fucking, like, be parents. Look at things. Yeah. Understand the how rating... they exist properly. Yeah, I mean, I had a guy who did that when I worked at a video game store. He bought Grand Theft Auto for his fucking eight-year-old. I told him exactly what was in the game. He's like, no, my kid can handle it. Then he came back an hour later. Oh, you didn't tell me it was going to be this bad. No, I fucking told you everything that was in that game, you fucking moron. Now you yeah. can't get a refund. And I told him he couldn't get a refund. He's like, what am I going to do with it? I said, well, how old are you? You can play it. You're old enough. You understand. So there you go. I mean, I don't know. People are just fucking dumb. And, and speaking of stupid people, I guess we're, we're going to close out with our, our good buddies, the Believers, who are trending Avalana, a little girl who died of cancer, who was a fan of Justin Bieber <laughs> one year ago today. Now, is this hypocritical, seeing as Believers have gotten angry on days like Memorial Day? and Veterans Day saying that Justin Bieber was more important than honoring dead soldiers. I think that just anything involving Justin Bieber is offensive to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to hear about it. And One Direction, they're even more offensive. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very offensive to me. I'm offended. Their, their fans are just demons. Like, they have, like, no souls, no faces. They're just, like, fucking internet trolls. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, those, you remember the movie Ghost, those black things that come out and take Carl away at the end of the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like. that's Frank. <laughs> you know those guys. Yeah, they're, they're actually pretty nice guys. So, so Frank and, and, and uh, I think his name is Carl. <laughs> yes. Let me ask you, uh, Chris, is it true that every believer goes to hell when they die? It is a fact. If you listen to um, gospel music or, or Justin Bieber, you will go to hell. Um, it's actually, like, embedded in the uh, in the tones of the music. So automatically, by listening to it, you're agreeing to sign your soul away to go to hell. Yeah, so you say they're used as currency down there, like you carry them around, or how does that work? Well, we, we kind of, like, trade them like cigarettes. You know, like, uh, in prison, they they yeah. trade cigarettes as currency? Well, it's kind of the same thing. You trade, like, a 15-year-old whore here, a 15-year-old whore there, you get yourself a nice <laughs> TV. There you go. Now, uh, one more thing before we go. Uh, I'll, I'll make this the uh, last one. I'll, I'll end it on Johnny because I think this is uh, important. Why did Johnny Landon unfollow me? Why doesn't he like me anymore? And it actually even has a frowning face right after it. I unfollowed a bunch of faceless wrestling fans on Twitter. I had to because all they tweet about is wrestling all day long, and I haven't even watched wrestling in a month. My, like... My entire timeline was just wrestling stuff, and it's just these guys with these pictures of Daniel Bryan and Christian, and just, like, they don't even have their own, like, identities. 
they have pictures of these wrestlers as their fucking avatars, and I see it spamming up the thing, doing play-by-play of every fucking match that I don't care about. And, I mean, like, no, I have a You're good I have a job. Bunk. Every time that he tweets something, you've got, like, fucking 600 people asking inane, stupid fucking questions. It's like, CM Punk tweets, and every wrestling fan feels they have to go full retard. Yeah, and, and I have a job. I touch women. I have a life. I don't sit around thinking about wrestling in my spare time. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I mean, the closest thing I've done involving wrestling uh, in the last few weeks was insult wrestlers on the show and hang out with a couple of wrestlers. And I mean, like, I try to be nice to everyone, but at least show some human traits if you're on Twitter. Don't act like a robot who was fucking created by the WWE to promote their product. And I mean, like, those guys, they, there's no way that they have jobs or lives. Their lives are just. But they do have the WWE app because Michael Cole told them to download it, apparently. Yeah, and the thing is, they probably don't even listen to this show, so me and following them doesn't make any fucking difference at all. Because if they listen to the show, they'd probably have a little bit of sense of personality and, you know, know a little bit better. And, I mean, like, here's the funny thing, though. They unfollowed me back. Okay, whatever. I really don't care because there was only, like, ten people. But if I got a job cleaning toilets at the WWE, all of those guys would follow me and ask to suck my dick. <laughs> That's true. They would all follow me again, and they'd be like, hey, let me believe Because just, people are just such marks that the minute you have any fucking affiliation with anything, like, re- regarding wrestling or television or anything like that, They'll just mark out and just ask to, like, like touch your balls. Like, it's insane. They're just marks is what they are. Well, it's funny because then the, the follow-up to that was, will Riven Landon attend WrestleMania 30? I will be there. What do I have to do to get to hang out with you guys or take a picture? So there you go. There, there's exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yes. I actually I don't even want to go to WrestleMania because after, like, the bullshit with uh, Ashley Miller, who obviously I met at WrestleMania a couple of years ago, as everyone knows, and just everything else that's gone on, and fucking, I have enemies now in that company, you know, tons of guys who don't like me. I'm not even looking forward to going there, and I don't want to hang out around the hotel, even though I know that that's pretty much what's going to happen, and it's yeah. going to be fucking awkward. But I'll probably be there anyway, just because I know that all my friends are going, and it's the only time I can get everyone in the same place at the same time. So, yeah. yes, sadly, I will be there. Yeah, but the thing is, now, you guys don't understand, now, last WrestleMania, uh, the show was only getting like 100 downloads, 90-something downloads. Now now we're big stars. We have, you know, 5,000 downloads on some episodes. Uh, Johnny Landon is followed by CM Punk, which automatically uh, is that's like... My, that's my favorite pickup line to using girls. I'm like, hey, CM Punk follows me on Twitter, and I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't work unless they're Indian. Our, our stock has gone up. So last year it was freebies. We went around, we did the rounds. We, we sort of... Uh, we got our cardio in because we were going all over the parking lot taking pictures with most of you. Uh, some of you were actually much uglier than you appeared in your uh, in your Twitter profiles. And some of you were really, really cool and shit like that. Like, like WrestleCon was actually good. We got to meet, like, Jesse and uh, and Crofty Girl and all them. And, and they were cool as hell, you know, in person and chill and hang I out. Really, I don't remember meeting anybody. Yeah, because you don't remember anything that like from five minutes ago. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, is, okay, cool. And, and Andrew, we we met Andrew. Who, oh yeah, I think you gave him some roid tips that he could he could like not be so skinny anymore. But uh, I, anyway. the, only, the only thing I remember is is, uh, is uh, the boner I had from Silesia Sparks for about three days after I saw her. That's about <laughs> it. There you go. But because of the fact that our stock has gone up, we're actually gonna have to start charging you guys. So to take a picture with us, it'll be five dollars each. Uh, if you want to actually hang out with us, you have to actually pay for uh, our, our dinner and our food expenses, with, which for Johnny can get expensive. He has to eat portions of chicken about six times a day yeah. and be hydrated throughout the day. So if you're willing to foot that bill. Uh, also, uh, for those of you who are female, sexual intercourse will actually cost you 
uh, a great deal of money. <laughs> and, of uh, course, your room key in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, in, in the hotel. WWE hotel. And $50, uh, which is for Johnny's pain and suffering for any text messages you may send him afterwards. Yes. You and, know, they, they get clingy. I mean, hey, listen, if if you go and you see me get, get into a fist fight with Ricardo Rodriguez, Tyler Breeze, um, yeah. or, or Xavier Woods, you know, at least throw me a few bucks for entertaining you. Yeah. And also, awesome. you are drafted into our uh, our entourage of people who will then have to jump into the fight, and yeah. you will have to injure Xavier Woods, Tyler Breeze, Ricardo Rodriguez, maybe <laughs> Rick Flair. <laughs> that uh, other guy, uh, what's his name, the one from The Ascension? Yeah, uh, which one, Connor? No, the other one. Uh, Kenneth Cameron? No, no, no. Rick Victor. One that's there now, yeah, him, because he... <laughs> I he, forgot he existed. He hangs out with them, too, so... Yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, you're going to have to protect us, you're going to have to take care of... Uh, uh, so you're going to have to drive us around, because we like to drink uh, at WrestleManias. So as long as you're, you're willing to give up and pledge your soul to us at WrestleMania, uh, we can work something out, so let us know. Yeah. Uh, and I think it'll be a great time. I mean, it, it is an honor and privilege for you to hang out with us. So uh, yeah, and um, I'm I'm only hanging out with hot chicks. I mean, let's let's face it. Yeah. So I think that's about all the time we have tonight. Now again, I guess we're, we're doing a show on Sunday, and I guess yeah. it's gonna be at ten. Although we're going to get raped by Breaking Bad. So as of right now, I would imagine it's on. But if anything changes, I guess then we'll tweet about it, and people will know that. It's yeah. So so follow us, Real Jason Rivera at Johnny Landon at Ask CSTC. We're going to get out of here. Again, Sunday night, we have a lot more content planned for you. we got a lot of questions, a lot of great answers, a lot of stupid shit in the news to talk about. It'll be a good time. But until then, we're out. Again, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all that shit. And uh, we're going to go and take dumps and all that shit that we do. I have to go cook dinner, and I have to go to fucking work again. So, yeah, real yeah. job. Yeah, so, Crippler, take us out. you have any last words for these wonderful people? Yeah, I'm going to go piss in a cup, and uh, if you don't buy a T-shirt, I'm going to fucking find you and kill you. Tab or die, <laughs> uh, Only on Ask can you get death threats on the way out. Thank you, <laughs> everyone. Have a good night. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me.
Don't hurt me no more. 